Good morning. Good morning. Picking up palms. There we go. Here we are. Welcome to another day, another show on the BBO show. And we are talking about email marketing. The weather has changed. So my lighting has got better. So there's a pro for having not an incredible amount of sun outside. But after the show, it's not so pleasant. So it's one of those dilemmas. Do I want good lighting or do I want sunshine after the show? We, we, we have the most British intros ever, where every time we're like, oh, it's it's nice out today. Or... <laughs> Coffee <laughs> slash tea and literally, talking about the weather. Yeah, literally talking about the weather at the beginning of every podcast. <laughs> Ooh, it's a bit grey. Today, the forecast is 15 degrees with a 14% chance of rain. I meant so, to go for a picnic on uh, Sunday, which is now looking a bit miserable. Yeah, we were hoping to have our kind of, you know, so slowly as things are easing out of lockdown and coronavirus, to have our day out as well. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look so pleasant, so we'll have to... But it's, it's fascinating because it's so British in the sense that in lockdown, we've had the most beautiful weather. The moment we start easing out, that Monday, he said, well, now you can meet more, like six people outside your house or whatever it is. Yeah. Suddenly it's cloudy and a chance of rain at any moment. Yeah, we had summer last week and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And we had it whilst in lockdown. Mm. How sad. So let's now focus on something we can do inside at our desk, which is setting up our email marketing campaign to make some sales. And today we're talking about... Sorry, sorry. You missed it there. We're going to make some sales. We're going to make it rain. Is that right? We're going to make it rain. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Can't not stop Carl, you. Go. Carl said that in such a uh, British way as well. We are going to make it rain. So let me just quickly recap what I just what, what we're even talking about here, which is this diagram here. And the idea is Mr. John, Mrs. Jane, they're not married in this circumstance. They come they hit their a landing page and that landing page is the purpose of that landing page is to capture their email address and in order to do that we give them a gift in return that gift is known as a lead magnet so once they receive that gift they're enjoying it but at the same time they now enter our email marketing campaign and the first thing they're going to receive is a handful of nurture emails and if you joined us this week we said get started with three and we gave you an example of three then the stage after that is we now introduce them, which is what we spoke about yesterday, with a sequence and a series of sales emails. Again, we said we recommend get started with three, and we told you exactly what you should be putting inside nurture emails and sales emails. So if you're just tuning in and you're like, this episode talks about lead magnets, I can see that on the title, then you've just got a bit of catching up to do. But that being said, this week we're working in reverse. So we discussed nurture emails first, then sales emails, and now we're talking about a lead magnet. Once we have defined the lead magnet, then we can tomorrow talk about the actual landing page, which captures people's details. And why are they in the landing page in the first place? We are assuming that they are within your audience. They are aligned with the solution that you have for their problem. And this is all discussed as part of the baton model. So we've nailed business, we've nailed audience, and now we're actually describing a tool within the tribe section, which is email marketing. Now it isn't how you go ahead and create a tribe. It's a tool and technique which fits into that. So when we actually go ahead and describe the principles around tribe as part of the Baton marketing system, this will make sense because you will have a go-to tool that you can access straight away, which is email marketing and setting up your own campaign. So fundamentally, remember, the reason they're coming through this process with us is because we and our business have a solution to their problem. And that's essentially why they're here. That's all been defined. So that's all handled and that's the assumption. We're now narrowing down on email marketing in order to get them closer to making the sale and making it rain. So that being said, let's now talk about lead magnets. We've handled this so far. Let's now dive in and discuss lead magnets. So over to you, Carl, to maybe answer the question, what is a lead magnet? Yeah, we did talk about this on Monday very briefly, but I think it's worth re-engaging uh, re with exactly what the definition of a lead magnet is. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're going to be using the word all through this lesson. You're going to be sitting there thinking, well, what, <laughs> what are they talking about? So when we capture an email, an email address, and we start moving that person towards a sale, we call that potential customer a lead. So previously, they're in our audience. They're 
they've given us their email address. Now they've become a lead. When they make a purchase, they become a customer. So it's the same person all the way through. They, we just use different terms to refer to them. This is important because when you are talking to a thousand people or 10,000 people at a time, we need to be able to fit them into buckets. So, all right, those 5,000 people, they're in our audience. I've got a thousand people who are leads and I've got 500 people who are already customers. It's just a good way to be able to talk about where people are in a particular customer journey. Um, so a lead is somebody who's given us their email, but they haven't yet made a purchase. A lead magnet, therefore, is something that attracts that lead into our system. Um, we're using magnetism to draw them in and to capture their email. That's the term that's used. Um, I prefer to say we've exchanged something for their email. Capture is very violent. Um, but whatever it is, the lead has been attracted into our system. The lead magnet is anything that gets us leads. Mm. Important. So you can be really creative here. We're going to discuss some basic ideas and things that work in digital marketing. Um, but really, you can think outside the box here too. Once you've learned the basics we're going to be covering today, I hope you can think like, whoa, no way, I could do some really cool things here. Because you can. A lead magnet is anything at all that will get somebody to hand over their email address to you. That's all. Mm, absolutely. So what are examples? And like Carl said, think in your mind that this is an opportunity to be creative. One of the things we do take away from you, uh, me and Carl do take away from you in the BBO show, is sometimes what feels like we're taking away your creativity because we're giving you systems, structures, processes, because that allows you to go from here and then get creative, you know, rather than get creative. Uh, nobody likes it, get creative, nobody likes it. We're just giving you proven systems that work. Now, lead magnets, once you understand, again, a few examples of proven systems, you can then put your creative edge on these or again, think outside the box. So what's some examples to think about? So the best examples is around what lead magnets are, is probably a nice place to go to check out is tim.blog. Now, hopefully it pops up, but tim.blog is a mega podcaster and all he does is podcast uh, alongside whatever other businesses he has, investor and whatnot, cracking podcast. But what you'll find is at some point there, bang. Okay, so what that is, and it's popped up on its page, and the mechanism is not important at this stage. We're going to discuss that tomorrow on how you present this lead magnet to people. But the purpose here is even someone as large as Tim.blog, who people would probably quite happily hand their email over to, is incentivizing people with a lead magnet mechanism. So if you go to tim.blog, and I recommend going checking it out yourself, what he gives people is a gift. And that gift is 17 questions that changed my life. And he's going to include that within an ebook. So uh, he says, send directly to me from Tim Ferriss. He's got his little face in there. It says, unlock the ebook. Now, what you can't see behind that is, uh, behind my face is, it says, no, thank you take me to the site, basically, which says, no, thank you. I don't want your lead magnet. Take me to the site. Oh, thanks, Carl. And alternatively, if you click that button on unlock the ebook, let's see what happens. Bang. These now asking for your email address in exchange for this ebook. And this ebook's pretty, seems very powerful. It includes 17 questions that changed Tim Ferriss's life. Now, Tim Ferriss is a, is a uh, super successful person. So these questions helped him, no doubt they're going to help us as well. So that's the power. That's what it looks like. And I, we thought the best way to explain it is by showing you an example of a live thing out there. So thanks for that, Carl. That was really useful. So the book itself, the ebook that you're going to receive. I'm going to drop you and bring you back. It, the book that you're going to receive is the lead magnet. So all of the other mechanism there that's how we incentivize slash encourage, make it very easy for a customer who lands on the page or a lead that lands on the page to receive the gift. But the actual gift there specifically is the ebook. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I'm hoping that by showing that example, that will remind you of times this has happened to you. And it's very, very common. Um, and whenever an, a website is asked for your email, that is generally linked to a lead magnet. I mean, think of the last time you just signed up for a newsletter just because you were interested in getting the newsletter. It's probably very rare. 
Um, whereas nowadays, we tend to give our email address away in exchange for something. What you've given your email for, uh, in exchange for, is the lead magnet. So you should have examples of this in your inbox. Uh, this is a very common technique. Although yesterday I was panicking because I was looking for examples and um, they weren't popping up on the screen like that Tim Ferriss one. I could not see and it's because I had ad blocker turned on. Um, so I was going from page to page. It's like, oh no, are people, <laughs> why, are, why are people not doing this? this? Is this something that doesn't happen anymore? <laughs> <laughs> did, did somebody not send me the memo? Are we not doing this anymore? But then I turned off ad block and it's like, oh no, 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 it's every page. So if, if you've been to a food blog, if you've been to a popular blog like Tim Ferriss's blog or really any web page, generally there'll be something. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to pop up, um, although that's a very popular mechanism we'll talk about them tomorrow um, but there's always going to be something saying hey um, give me your email address and I'll give you something valuable it's so common so I'm, I hope that you've seen this happen to you uh, when you've been going around the internet I'm, I'm sure it has okay so what is the purpose of this what's the purpose of the lead magnet now obviously the purpose of the lead magnet is to, to secure somebody's email that's the obvious answer but the not so obvious answer is we have to remember what we've spoken about all week. The ebook or the lead magnet or whatever we're going to produce, and we'll discuss what we'll produce going forward. In Tim Ferriss's example, is the lead magnet. Sorry, is the ebook. Mm -hmm. The purpose of this is to provide a big piece of value up front. Like, here is a big gift. It's super valuable. It's really well designed. It's got some important points and some content in there. And I'm just now, I'm just giving you some. Uh, teasers for what's coming up later in the show. This is a big piece of value up front. And remember, what they receive after this is not the sales email. It's actually more value. So what it does is it creates a really good first impression in regards to building a relationship. So that's the way to think about this. It's like if you're doing business dealings and some cultures have, as part of this initiation of the business dealing, you would present the, the other board or this other party that you're doing a deal with, with a gift, a token. That is a first good impression in regards to building relationship. Then what we're going to do is send them a whole bunch of more relationship building emails, which are the nurture emails, which we've described this week already. So that's the purpose of it, is to provide big value. And there's a third sort of nuanced purpose as well, is that the the book should remember to solve their problem. So we're also solving their problem in, in the way in which we're presenting value to them. So that's important. That's, a, that's, some, that's some purposes why. There's a really cool one here as well, which I didn't put in the notes, but you probably have this book on your bookshelf behind you. Robert Caldini or Chialdini, mm. he wrote. So he writes about uh, influence and how, how to influence people, um, specifically about business. Uh, yeah, I thought you might have it. Um, so he talks about gift giving in particular as a a form of opening a loop of re reciprocity. There we go, I nailed it. So giving somebody a gift that has unbalanced the scales um, and it leads people to want to give you something back. Later, that will be our sale. Did you just find reciprocity? Yeah, it's the first big chapter. It's like yeah. one of the most powerful elements in the book. Yeah, so it's an incredibly powerful psychological principle. If you have opened the relationship by saying, hey, here's a gift, here's something really useful, that creates an imbalance. Even if the person who's received that gift does not know or they don't consciously know that there's an imbalance, there is this uh, psychological burden put on them to at some point redress this balance. These guys are the masters of it. And, and we just mean this from a marketing perspective. Oh, it's Krishnas. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I've had that happen to me. So what they what they would do, and again, this is meant in a respectful way, we're just looking at it in terms of marketing, is we're walking, me and my wife are walking in central London, and what they do is they immediately give you a flower or they give you a book, and I've got one of their books on the bookshelf. The bag and of in Yeah. I've and in exchange... As well, yeah. And it's, really, it, it's really beautiful. And, it, and the thing is, because there was so much upfront value, it became so hard not to donate something, show a sign of respect and say thank you, it becomes extremely difficult psychologically to not reciprocate that um, that kindness or that gift. Now, don't get me wrong; they didn't seek permission to give me this gift. They just put it straight into my hand. So yep. this is this is not what we're recommending here or uh, saying. We're just trying to explain the power of it and the purpose behind it. But remember, they gave us permission to give them this gift. 
So that's that's the, an important point here. So feel free, load up the value. They're, they're expecting this. I think that's a really crucial point. Yeah, just giving somebody a gift without them asking for it, which is what um, it's what that tactic is. Um, it works really well, but it's quite uncomfortable for the gift receiver. However, in this case, they have asked, they've given us, I'm sorry, the visitor has given us permission to send them the gift. So we're going to give them something that's really valuable. We're going to show them that they made the right decision by providing them with this really valuable uh, gift. Mm, absolutely. So that's lots of reasons for why this is important. And often we just need one. So you've got a whole bunch there. So the next question is, uh, which will be maybe on your minds, is how to create a lead magnet. How do you actually go ahead and create this? Because Tim's got an ebook. Um, surely that's taken a lot of time. Um, there's, are you gonna, you're probably going to share with us other examples. And the answer is yes. So how do we go and create this and put this together? Bearing in mind, Harms and Carl, we are business owners. We're not designers. We're not lead magnet creators. We're not graphic designers like uh, just bear that in mind when you give us this information and we have bared that in mind. So let's discuss how we actually start. So first of all, on the ebook thing, uh, Tim Ferriss's 17 questions is 19 pages long. So it's not a 300 page book, uh, which is really, we're going to be talking about ebooks in a moment. This is a common mistake. Um, however, let's go back to the fundamentals. We start by going back to the problem statement that underlies the whole of our business. Now, again, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, we need to solve people's problems in order to provide them value. By providing value, we build ourselves a sustainable business. That is the, uh, that's how we define business. That's how many uh, much smarter people than us define business as well. And that's what we've built the Baton model on. Um, so remember, mm. Baton is business, audience, tribe, offer, and network. We start here with business. Business is the fundamental. And again, business only survives by providing value. How do we provide value? We solve people's problems. So we know already that these people have a certain problem. How do we know this? They are already in our audience. We are doing email marketing in tribe because we've already started to filter. We've already started to pre-select the people who are in our audience and now they're moving forward into our tribe. That's mm. the reason that they've just given us their email address because we have addressed their problem. We've said, hey, do you want something that's going to help you with your problem? We'll talk about that more in the landing page tomorrow. But that's why they have now given us their email address and opted in saying, yes, this is something I'm interested in. So our lead magnet needs to follow along with this same line of reasoning. It's very simple. We... Um, we need to start to solve their problem with the lead magnet. Mm, absolutely. So what we don't do is if we take Carl's Chinese business, which is the case study we've been using every week, we just look at a business and we'll just continue to reference to that. So it, everything adds a layer of context. Now, if, if somebody wanted to learn Chinese and they came to Carl's landing page and the lead magnet was, hey, come and learn Spanish, then this is incongruence this is where we're saying uh this is not my problem i've I'm, i follow you because you can teach me how to speak chinese and all of a sudden you're trying to give me a gift on how to speak spanish mm. so that's i know it's an obvious example but it's quite often done well, it's a lead I, magnet i can give you a more uh, subtle example which is a true one so i have parts on my chinese learning website which are about speaking chinese so the, uh, spoken language communication, and then parts which are about uh, written Chinese, so writing and reading. Ah. So if somebody signs up for um, a lead magnet, which is, I don't know, uh, the five things I wish I knew about speaking Chinese when I started to learn Chinese, um, if they sign up for that and then they receive a guide, not about speaking, but about reading and writing, even though it's Chinese, at that point they're like, well, that's, that's not really my problem right now. Right now I want to focus on communication. This stuff looks great. Uh, the reading and writing stuff is just not for me right now. We need that through line. Mm, absolutely. So that's a really good, that's a more subtle example. Mine was extreme. Mine you should definitely not do. But the one that Carl just explained, that's the one that we see as a common mistake where the lead magnet does not align exactly with their problem. And that's important. We don't want to throw them off because the next stage they'll get confused. Um, and all the lead magnet may not be for them and they will just leave the page. So we don't want that. We've got them, we've done the hard work, we've got them to the page. So yeah. we don't want to turn them off now. And that's so, when we are moving them towards a sale as well. Um, and that sale is going to be 
based on solving their problem. And last week we talked about building sales pages. Um, so this all stacks on top of each other. We know what their problem is. We use that to get them into our audience. We use that to send them a lead magnet, to hook them into our email nurturing through to the sales uh, emails onto our la landing page, the sales page, and then deliver a product, all of which is based around solving their problem. It's very, very uh, linear. Absolutely. So that leads to another question, which is how specifically does the lead magnet solve their problem? Yep. Like what's the, what's the next level, like in terms of what's their, what's going to be their experience as well. So there's a couple of criteria points. So the way to answer this question is to very much start to lay the foundation on what makes up a good e uh, uh, a lead magnet. Sorry, apologies. I keep calling it an ebook because I've seen Tim Ferriss's. But what makes a good lead magnet? And here's a couple of criteria because we have to think about their experience and what their usage of the gift is going to be as well. So let me kick off and then I can hand over to Carl for a couple as well, which is we've already discussed this and we it has to provide massive value and that value must be in alignment with their problem can't be off it has to be in alignment with their problem and that massive gift of value up front really starts a relationship off on a good footing so that's the first thing what's another piece of criteria that's important so this isn't a very interesting one because you keep saying ebook um, an ebook is what everybody goes to first time they're building a lead magnet however your lead magnet should be consumable consumable as in you can finish it in one sitting um, and it's 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 small enough or light enough or accessible enough so that um, somebody actually starts to read it or they start to use it whereas if you deliver a 300 page ebook to somebody's phone what are they going to do they're going to look at it and be like okay i'll look at that later they will not look at it later that will go into their downloads that will be saved on their phone that's never ever going to be consumed we want something which is um short enough and consumable that they can actually get on and start with it and finish it hopefully um, so, so that's a really good point there carl which is once they consume it we want to leave them in a position to do something which is the third criteria which is we want to make sure it's actionable so one is for them to take action the first thing they have to do is digest this piece of information as quickly as possible so that's the consumable part. And then once they've digested it, we want them to act on something. And ideally, that action should get them closer to solving their problem. Yeah. It's not going to be the whole thing because their problem is going to be large enough that they're reaching out to somebody for the solution. So don't worry about that. So we just want to leave them with some actionable points in which they can get started. So Carl might give us a, a detailed example, but with the Chinese company, it could be to start saying their first phrase or string together their first sentence or to say hi, bye, and thank you as an example, but something actionable to get them started. Absolutely. Um, so what you've just talked about is really important as well, and that's going to be the fourth point, is that we don't solve the problem entirely using our lead magnet. Again, we're not giving them a 300-page ebook. We're not giving them a five-hour course. You do not need to solve everything. Instead, we want to leave them wanting more You've delivered something that is a very concise, very consumable, very actionable, very condensed um, kind of bolt of value. But there's a larger picture and they need to know there's a larger picture because that's what's going to help them to uh, proceed through the nurture emails, through the sales emails into becoming a customer. So you are proving and delivering a huge amount of value right now, but there's more later. Absolutely. And here's a just a note before we move on to the next section. If you have produced a lead magnet already and you would like me and Carl to look at it and check it against some of these criteria we have, and we're just starting you off, there's a whole bunch more. But if you want us to have a look at it and say, actually, it needs to be more consumable or it's not consumable enough or it doesn't leave the, the, the viewer or the lead with any action points, etc., you want us to look at it objectively and give you a quick fire answer, then the best place to send that to us in this is in the Slack group. And that is in the link in the description below. It's completely free. Come join us, drag and drop your lead magnet and say, hey, Harms and Carl, what's your thoughts on this? Is this good to go or does it need refining? And we are more than happy to help you with that. 
and get ready for me to yell at you if it's a 300 page ebook as you can yeah. notice this is the pet peeve of mine because when we work with clients they're like i've written an ebook we can give it away for emails it's like nobody's gonna read it like it's too <laughs> it's too much yeah we need so even um tim ferris's ebook as i said i've pulled it up on my screen now it's more of a i would say it's not quite a powerpoint presentation but it's yeah, it's pretty similar to a PowerPoint presentation and it is 19 pages. Um, and, it, and it's probably going to be knowing Tim Ferriss' understanding of digital marketing. I mean, he's an expert in this area as well. It's yeah. probably going to be one page, a big question, a small description, maybe a graphic image. Um, and that's just a guess. But he's not yeah. going to put a lot of text on each page. It's going to be exactly what it is. it is. So it's 19 pages and it's 17 questions. So it's an intro page. 17 questions and an outro page each of the pages is the question a bit of text below and a massive image um yeah yeah i know in tim ferris he's probably had one of his listeners design it for him as well he's oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that mm. yeah no way he would have done it <laughs> so what so the next question is okay you guys you said don't create a, a large ebook so then the next question you should be on your mind you should be thinking about is what lead magnet should we then create what should we go and create and the reality is there are so many options out there so rather than uh, me and carl list a whole bunch and you just sit here and listen to us let's pull up or are we recommending this or should we pull it up what do you uh, let's put it up okay we're going to pull up a page because look, this is a, not a new concept so so many people have discuss this but we've pulled out a fantastic article um from opt-in months opt-in monster so they're opting getting getting people to opt into specific items and they're the masters at this um or the monsters at this rather this page lists 69 highly effective lead magnet ideas to grow your email list and they've updated it how cool so this is it so if carl um scrolls down you know they they this is a nice written form. What is a lead magnet? They'll give you an example there. What makes a good lead lead magnet? They've right. expanded on what we've spoken about today. There you go. But they agree. Quick to digest. Specific, high value, instantly accessible. Yep, it's all that. All there. So let's just scroll down to here. We go. Sixty nine irresistible lead magnet ideas. I mean, these guys are good. So they've broken it down into useful, educational, entertaining, community building, bottom of funnel lead magnet. So they got really nitty and gritty with it. This particular link, um, if it's not in the description below, we'll add it. If not, you can find it in the Slack group. All you need to do is Google Optin Munster 69 uh, lead magnets, and it, I'm sure it'll come up in Google. You're being so mature. You're not saying 69 noise every time. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to stay sensible. <laughs> I, I'm I'm British and I talk about the weather. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, I'm being a child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just said 69 like five times without saying noise. <laughs> okay anyway the first one is checklist which is probably our favorite yeah checklists uh, are, 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 so checklist they've put as number one and checklists are an incredible go-to because it because it breaks down complicated ideas and sequences them so checklist is always a good go-to definitely yep so we've got checklist we've got a cheat sheet uh cheat sheets are basically the same as checklist yep <laughs> basically the same thing so again it's a very short form content it's condensing a lot of information yeah. template these are cool um, if you're a designer so uh, you might make a template for I don't know a PowerPoint presentation that engineers in your particular field can use when they are uh, pitching to clients for example like mm. this is going to depend entirely on your business all of this does uh, swipe file we talked about these the other day these are pulling together resources from around the internet uh, whether it's good examples of web pages good examples of um, uh, emails whatever it is we can pull them into a swipe file a swipe file can become a lead magnet because you've done all that hard work of pulling uh, researching all of these good examples if you gave them away to other people in your industry that's a very valuable piece of uh, content for them examples not quite sure what that is that would be like a a um what are they called uh case studies case study. you know like yeah case studies examples um maybe an example of your client whatever it is and how they uh, got results this is a great one script we could do these for like sales scripts mm. Mm, i like that so if you 
you help people if you teach people scripts maybe you are a personal coach maybe you're a business coach whatever it is maybe you do work in sales directly you could actually write up scripts that people can use in their business um, or in their daily life toolkits uh, another one connected to this would be like a resource list mm -hmm. I, I really like resource lists web app this gets more complicated this is actually making a piece of software oh there we go resource list so anyway this goes on and on and on there are 69 noise here plan and plan <laughs> uh worksheets workbooks this we love these yes um etc etc i mean this goes obviously this is far too many for us to go into here uh now i'd recommend you come to a page like this and have a look around um mm. And because, see if there's anything that grabs your your attention. Yeah, because what will naturally happen is something will click with your business. So, for example, checklists are great for what me and Carl do. Um, resource lists are great for swipe files, templates. They're really great stuff for what me and Carl do, workbook sheets. So you'll know your business specifically and you'll know what aligns. You're like, oh, actually, checklists would be great for this information I want to get across. Remember, it has to be consumable and digestible. So rather than reinvent everything and, and copy and paste from what other people are doing we've just pulled up a great resource there that we think you should go check out and there's lots of lots of different examples there we just showed you the top 10 15 so there's a whole bunch more and they get more creative and get more creative so you don't have to reinvent the wheel as they say um, there's a lot to go on there and like everything we've been talking about this week what we're doing is we're taking a model and then building on it, personalizing it. So anything there, you can turn into your own world. So how do we go do that? So before I dive into it, the basic idea here, which we're going to quickly guide you through is this three-step approach. So say, for example, you've learned the principle from myself and Carl today. Then you go to a website like optinmonster.com. What are the next stages? Well, there's three stages, simply put, to create your own lead magnet number one is choose your format choose what your lead magnet will be will it be a checklist will it be an faq will it be a resource list swipe file template workbook sheet whatever you decide that what best align with your business all of them work all of them are great the best thing with the most important factor when choosing your format would probably be which format best helps solve the problem of my listener is it a checklist is it a resource is it something visual? Do they need something visual? Or is it just genuinely a list? So the first thing is to choose your idea. The next thing is to find a design. Now, once we find a design, we can then personalize it to your brand, your personality, your vibe, whatever you've got going on. And then the third thing is fill it in with content. Again, this is how we take a model and a template from a resource like Optin Monster and turn it into our own version. So we're not copying here, we're just building off the base of a solid foundation that's already been built. So they're the, they're, they're the three things to consider. And if there were steps and we had a lead magnet to download, we would say the three core steps in um, creating your ultimate lead magnet. And when you downloaded that, those will be the three steps as part of it. And maybe there'll be a few points to support each of those. So that's to give you some context. That'd be a really good uh, example of, okay, so we've talked or we're going to talk for half an hour about how to create a lead magnet. If you don't want to sit and listen to half an hour of video, then, oh, there's a PDF, which has three steps outlined, maybe some screenshots of how you do these various things. So that is a great example of how we could now, right now, us as a business, we could use a lead magnet to get your, as a visitor, I'm sorry, as a viewer's or listener's email address. Um, and you'll see this again and again. Now that you know what people are doing, um, when they ask you to go somewhere and sign up with an email, you know that this is a lead magnet and it's a way to start email marketing. Exactly. So we have discussed number one, which is format. We've shown you how to access those. So that's handled. We've explained the best way to decide on which format. So that's done. The second thing, the, the second thing is design. So we thought we'll share a bit more information on design mm -hmm. on essentially how can you find a design that works for you. And the reason we're pulling this up is we're going to assume you're not a designer. If you are great, this will be even easier and you probably can just skip this section. If not, the number one design resource we recommend for anybody who's not a designer and doesn't have the design skills to use complicated tools such as 
um, the tools that Adobe provide and other companies like them, then this is the place. And this place is canva.com. So Carl, what, what we're going to be sharing with them specifically around canva.com because it's a beast of a tool, but we want to narrow down for you. So basically just want to show you that you do not need to go and learn InDesign. You do not need to go and learn Photoshop. You don't necessarily have to hire uh, a designer either anymore because of Canva, uh, depending on the quality that you need or the complexity. Maybe you do want to hire a designer, but we don't want to let that um, stop you right now because Canva.com will get you a long way. Um, you can build a very cool, a very, um, very well-designed lead magnet using Canva.com for free as well. Um, so this is a really, really useful resource that still a lot of people don't know about. So it's worth us covering. Yeah, and it's, it's been around for a while. It's got some incredible growth, but it is getting better and better and better every day. Um, so it's fantastic. So the first place you can go to is this page here, which is canva.com forward slash templates. And what this will give you access to is templates for specific items. So for example, if we're looking at checklists, we would have been on that page that Carl just had up. What about infographics? So let's just show infographics, there we go. So if we want to have a lead magnet, which is a really beautifully designed infographic, here we go. So Canva has created these templates for us, as you can see on the screen. And they're all stunning. I mean, you could choose any single one and they can apply to a business. You may just have to change the color. You may just have to change the font you would typically keep the same unless you've got very specific font you use within your brand template. But ultimately, what we're really doing here is changing color and font and we're good to go. So this is how simple it is to use. You go to canva.com forward slash templates and search whether you want a checklist, whether you want a Zoom virtual background. So they're so smart. They know everybody's jumping on Zoom at the moment. So they've got Zoom virtual backgrounds. I might download this one because me and Carl have spent way too much time on Zoom. Uh, talking to people in the last couple of weeks. Oh, so that's really cool. So if you do have... Um, that is awesome. Yeah, so this would allow you to adjust the colors, adjust what's on. Uh, you can probably adjust the image in the background. You could create Zoom virtual backgrounds to give away to your, your audience, to give away to your tribe. <laughs> Whether or not that's relevant to your particular business will depend, but that's... Um, I mean, that's really cool. I'm, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the office. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that one as well. I was like, wow, it's like, I feel like I'm in space or something. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and look, they've got, let's just quickly just have it. Oh, there we go. So we've got templates, like, uh, posters, presentation, flyers, this is uh, infographic, business cards. I mean, they have ridiculous amounts of templates. Yeah. Um, presentation. So if you were going to do a template, for example, you could do something like this. Uh, presentation for somebody yeah. uh, slide decks are another popular thing that are lead magnets so you can download a slide deck but um there's a huge amount of go, templates see all a huge amount here um mm. so yeah i'd start from someone at opt-in monster looking at the different examples of things that we could do and then i'd come to canva to actually find the template um I did want to mention Creative Market as well. Okay, before you go to that, Carl, one thing I just want to mention on Canva mm. is remember that companies the size of Canva know trends. They know what's hot. They know what people are using. So if you have a look there, they've, they've ranked Zoom templates above everything else. So Zoom templates are something that people want right now. So if you want an indicator on, actually, I'm not too fussed what format I use. I just want something that is current and I think people will find hot at the moment. So in that case, go onto a site like canva.com and see how they're ranking items. So you see logos are really high because that's really popular with designers, Zoom backgrounds, infographics ranked on their homepage. So infographics must be really popular. Checklists were available. Um, posters, you know, posters are a really good lead magnet. It could be an inspirational poster or whatever that is applicable to your business. So that's a just a bit of a when you're looking at large sites like this, just remember that they want to make things that are popular appear readily available and their algorithms are built like this. So somebody may be manually moving those items, but realistically, it's all happening on an automatic basis. Canva.com is a serious tech company in the background. 
So that might also help what format you decide to go with and decide to choose. But when you go designing with Canva.com, they got fantastic tutorials and it's very much drag and drop. So have fun with that. Enjoy designing your template. Yeah, that's a good point. It is all drag and drop. Um, if you've ever kind of moved around images in Word or PowerPoint, you're good to go. It's basically the same, but with yeah. really nice templates. Uh, if you want to change some text, you click on the text and you type in the new text. If you want to, you know, move an image, you drag and drop it. It's it's all very simple and very intuitive. Um, so we recommend having a look at that. The days of trying to format something on Word are gone. Mm. To, to create something look, that looks pretty on Word is uh, a nightmare. Yeah, so previously you'd either put together some graphics in some something like Word or PowerPoint and it would be uh, an absolute nightmare. Or you'd have to go and learn something like Photoshop or InDesign in order to create something much more beautiful. Now Canva's sitting in the middle um, and it's a really good solution to a problem a lot of people had. And I think Canva it passed a billion in, in its valuation last year and I'm sure it's, it's shooting up. It's a huge company um, and they do some really good work. So we recommend them. Absolutely. So, Carl, you mentioned something else you were going to show the uh, listeners of the BBO show. Yeah. You mentioned Creative Marketplace. I quite like that because that sits between Canva and the advanced. My, my gut feel is between Canva and the advanced um, photo editing, uh, graphic design tools that Adobe provides and other companies provide as well. I think that's definitely fair. Um, this Creative Market, you can buy templates directly from designers and these templates can be for Photoshop, they can be for InDesign, they can actually be for Canva. You can load these templates into Canva if you can't find what you want in Canva. Um, so they have things like workbooks. I think we've definitely bought workbook templates from here. Um, so this is just another place to find design templates that you can use to create your lead magnet. So this, here we go, 70 plus page course workbook. The course workbook template, you could create uh, a workbook lead hmm. magnet list really easily. I think they've actually got, I might be wrong. I can find ours, I can show the listeners. Yeah, we have it somewhere. Oh, are you the printed one? Here we go. They've actually got something here called the ultimate lead magnet build. Uh, oh, it's close to us. So here we are. This is the ultimate lead magnet builder. This is $37, but this comes with 70 plus lead magnet templates. So oh, you never need another one again. Yeah, crosswords, wheel, diagram, monthly planner, evaluation, flow charts. These are all um, templates, so you can adjust them to your particular needs. And remember, again, we are trying to solve people's problems. So as long as you can find something that uh, can help people on this school, a project tracker. Um, as long as you can find something that helps people solve their problems and you customize it so that it looks like it's you, you've created it, you've customized it to their particular needs, um, then you're in a good position. So th this is amazing. This is mm. so, so to show you a good to show you a live example of a creative marketplace. So when me and Carl run live workshops, we use Creative Marketplace, download a template, just like we've recommended to you. We added our own design elements and then actually we went ahead and printed it. So filled it with content, which is the final step. And then we went and designed it. So here's a workbook. Oh, and let me bring you up. So it's not going to be visible otherwise. There we go. Hmm. So this here's a workbook. This is great for the podcast listeners. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and look, front cover, back cover, it's well printed. But what's really cool is the design inside. So it's all consistent and it's a genuine workbook. You know, there's places to write things, there's checklists involved in there, there's written descriptions, uh, there's a handful of diagrams, there's images. And we didn't create this whole template from scratch. We used Creative Marketplace and then we filled it with our content. Now, hopefully at this stage, this all makes sense to you that you don't have to create, design something from scratch. You can leverage these incredible tools out there, either canva.com or something like Creative Template. Now I mentioned the final note, which is content. Now that's the thing that you have to do at the end. So we mentioned the third step is fill your, uh, uh, fill your um, format with a certain design and then also content. Now, some people like to put content first and design, but most of these templates are pre-designed which is why the design will lead and then you fill it up with the content. 
So think about your content when trying to select a template and design as well. So that, that helps in this process. Yeah, this is a weird one. I'm just going to switch this around. This is a weird one because normally, Harms and I, we, we uh, suggest you do content first. So you do your copy, you do the text, you do uh, the problem solving first, and then you match it to your design. Sorry, then you match your design to the content. In this particular case, we're going to say do it the other way around. That's because there are so many great uh, design templates out there already. We can start with those design templates, see what kind of format they fall into, and then um, make our lives a lot easier by just uh, fitting into that particular uh, content format um, and that particular mm. design. So let's say you design, uh, you get a checklist um, template and it has 10 items on it. It's just going to be a lot easier for you to write 10 items in that checklist. Whereas if you had 14 originally, you'd have to start redesigning that template to add those extra four. If you can, just reduce it down to uh, 10 items instead and it's going to be make it a lot easier to work with that template which means you can get your value done quicker and you can get it out into the world faster the lead magnet does not need to be a massive production this does not need to take six months uh tools like canva mean that you can produce one of these in in an afternoon this should be done in an afternoon yeah 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 um yeah this and this is again why we we get annoyed when people are like, oh, I'm going to write an ebook and then I'll release it. And it's like, no, that, that takes too long. Um, right now, you just need to move. We want, we always want people to act. Um, and then once we have something in place, yeah, then we can look at writing an ebook or something bigger. But for now, don't overcomplicate this. The lead magnet is something very simple, very easy to consume, actionable, high value, yes, but it does not need to take six months to create. It should be the work of an afternoon. Yeah, and if we was to set you a challenge, your first lead magnet, the challenge would be just try and make it a one pager. Go go and aim to have the highest value, digestible, consumable one pager, whether it's FAQs on one page, whether it's checklist on one page, whether it's a resource list, but it should fit on one page. And that would be a challenge um, if you're thinking, ah, I've got so much information. Well, see if you can get it on one page, make it look beautiful looking uh, with these tools. And to close off the content section, just so we understand that we're in that third phase now, it's essentially taking your knowledge, your business niche expertise, and the solutions to the problem that the listener wants and putting that content into this template. That's it, essentially. So Carl mentioned, if there's a, if there's a template which has 10 items in it, just fill it with 10. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't think, ah, but I've got 11. It's, it's not a big deal. Just fill it with 10. If it's got five, Play options, fill it with five. If there's an infographic and it's a beautiful roadmap and the roadmap has seven stops on it, you've got to come up with seven items from your expertise. That will be a great roadmap for the, the person, the lead, downloading this lead magnet. So keep it as simple as possible. And remember, we do want to leave people wanting more. So maybe you do have 17 steps in your in what mm. you teach and what you more value you provide for people if you can only fit five on a checklist that means you have another 12 which can go later in your product they can go later further down the line um so just stick with the design templates for now um and life's going to be a lot easier and you can hold back that extra information as necessary for the actual sale yeah and like we said if you've gone through these three stages you've found a format you found a template you've designed it and now you filled it with content and you want a final proof check and want to know that it hits all the criteria of what makes a cracking lead magnet, then drag and drop that into the Slack group. Let us know, show us it. Um, it's private there. We can give you some feedback, constructive feedback and say, yep, this is good to go. Or it, it doesn't tick this, this box, but you know, it's up to you if you want to make those changes. So that's a good place to get some uh, direct critical feedback from us. So that's the content. So, wow, we've covered a lot today. And we've really just been talking about a lead magnet. And the, let me just summarize the day for you and today's what we've covered on today's show, which is we've talked about the purpose of a lead magnet, why, why it's important. We've also shared with you how to go ahead and create a lead magnet. We've also shared with you the criteria on how the best lead magnets actually solve the leads problem. That's another big one. The idea of giving massive value up front is essential. If you had nothing else, just just remember that one key item. And then if there was a second one that came up, 
uh, in the rearview mirror, it would be make sure it's digestible, consumable. We need them to look at it and be like, oh, that was valuable. It's too long. It's just too long. To get to the value. Yes. Um, so they're the two main, main, main points uh, if, we, if you used to include any. So the next thing we covered was what lead magnet to create. And we gave you a truckload of examples by leveraging a fantastic blog article that's already been written on the topic. We've also shared lots of examples that featured there. And we gave you our preferred ones, you know, the FAQs, the checklists, the resource lists. But those are our preferred ones. You have to look at what fits your business niche and what best solves your customers' problems. Then we described how best to design the lead magnet, saving you lots of time and money because we've shared these cracking tools with you, meaning you don't have to hire somebody, meaning you don't have to spend six months. That's exaggeration. You don't have to spend a week creating your ebook, which is typically the go-to lead magnet that people go to. We showed you an ebook on the market by Tim.blog, Tim Ferris. And by bringing it up, we show you it's actually really simple. It may be 19 pages, but that information could have been compressed into 10. But for visual appeal, it's spread over 19 pages. It's still very easy to digest. And then finally, filling it with content and completing that creation process. Now, tomorrow, so we covered a lot there. Now, tomorrow, we're going to sh share with you how to put this lead magnet into action by including it as part of your lead capture landing page. So that's the aim tomorrow. And then we're going to close the loop on this email marketing system. That will be the final step. Remember, we're from nurture, sales. Now we've handled the lead magnet. And then finally, we're going to share with you this component, the final piece of the jigsaw puzzle, so they can get the lead magnet, receive the gift, the big piece of value, and in exchange, give you an email so that you can then send them some more relationship building nurture email, and then the sale later down the line. So anything else to add, Kyle, before I sign us off? No, I think that's all, well, except for we need to start producing some lead magnets based on these uh, shows, I think. Absolutely. Every show should have a lead magnet. After, after um, the Zoom after the Zoom background, so that's important stuff. That's the key. That's critical. It can take the rest of the day. Mm. So off the back of that, that's it from us. We shall see you on today's show. Remember to subscribe. Remember, we've got a free Slack group that you should 100% be a part of. I mean, that's when me and Carl hang out. We don't really talk on YouTube comments, Facebook comments, Twitch comments. So that's the best place to get access to them. And if you want the show notes, transcriptions, you prefer to watch this on web player and not on YouTube where you see all these other videos which are distracting, then you can head to bbo.show. All you do is type in bbo.show and the page shall appear. And you can learn a bit more about the show there as well. And there's a few additional resources now being added to the page. So enjoy that also. Myself and Carl signing off. We shall see you tomorrow.